The following podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Okay, is everyone happy now? I gave him his moment. Who's that knocking on my door? Who's that running across the floor? Who's that making ruckus now? Who's that? Look, it's Billy. Billy, sit your ass down. This episode's characters include Jessica, the grandma, and the grandpa. Here we go. Grandma and Jessica are in the kitchen Christmas morning, talking about joyous things. You know, like Aunt Bev's divorce. Tim didn't want to have more children? I guess not. She said she woke up one day and there was a gotta go note on the table. Gotta go? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Gotta go find a woman without kids, I suppose. He said the reality of things was very different from the fantasy. Came out of nowhere. She said there weren't any of those telltale cheating signs. What are the signs? Now, how should I know? I had no idea whatsoever when your father was cheating on me. He was very discreet. Not at all like Jacques. So Tim cheated on Bev... And Dad cheated on you. But who's Jacques? No one important. Never you mind. Anyway, this happened a very long time ago. And all is forgiven. Besides, I cheated on him first. So it was more of a cheap back on his part. I'm just telling you to point out how difficult a marriage can get. But that it doesn't have to mean the end. We all have opinions about what Bev and Tim should do, but it's best just to let them work it out. What an awful Christmas. What kind of a way is that to talk to your mama? What's going on in here anyway? Well, we were talking, and somehow it just came out about our infidelities. You told her about our swinging days? Why would you go and do a thing like that? Swinging? Excuse me? Mother! No, Big Mouth. I hadn't gotten to that part yet. And, for your information, it wasn't like I got up and said, Hey, it's Christmas. Let me tell my daughter about the time her father and I decided we should boink other people. That'll make the yuletide gay. I was just giving her a little bit of information because of Bev's situation. Now look what you've done. I'm going to have to explain this whole thing. I still don't understand what any of that had to do with us swinging. Mom, Dad, I'm still right here, unfortunately. I was going to tell her that part another time. My God, tell somebody all this stuff all at once? It'd be too much for her. What was your plan then? You gonna save that for a birthday? How about never? I have no desire to hear your little Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice stories. That was a cute film, remember that, honey? (laughs) It reminded me of that time. Honey? Oh, well, maybe not right now. For the love of God, would you stay on topic? Jessica, honey, we don't do that sort of thing anymore. We don't have that kind of energy. (laughs) (laughs) That's both encouraging and disturbing at the same time. Oh, good. So you're feeling better about it all then, honey, right? No, this is still the worst Christmas ever. Don't exaggerate, darling. 
You get that dramatic streak from your mother, you know. It's true. I have a tendency to blow things out of proportion. What did I come in here for before y'all sidetracked me? Oh, yeah. I came to get snacks. You just ate breakfast. Are we really having this conversation now? Yes. We've been building up our appetites out there. Will milk and cookies help? Maybe if you throw in some of those chocolate ones. Oh, sure. You two just carry on as if nothing's happened. No devastating news here. My childhood has just been shattered. Get, Get over, over it. Despite any devastation Jessica might have been feeling, Billy Ed and Grandpa proceeded to eat all day long. You could hear Grandpa's arteries hardening from the next room as he made up for lost sugar and carbs time. Cookies and milk turned into lunch, and then afternoon tea slid straight into dinner. Jessica has been walking around like a zombie all day long. I guess hearing about her parents' past made her ponder her own future more closely. Are you okay? I didn't mean for you to take it like this. Oh, you mean since I found out that you and Dad were swingers, or that you cheated, or he cheated? I'm really not sure about the order of events. Well, I might as well clear it up for you, then. Jessica took a seat in the kitchen, preparing for the hailstorm that was headed her way. Everything started back when your father was a young doctor and I was a teaching assistant. He was working constantly and I had about a million people to suck up to as well. I got in my head he was cheating, which was not true at the time. So I had a little tryst with a dashing Parisian visiting professor. When your father found out about it, that asshole of a Frenchman came to the house. Confessing his love. Who knew that would happen? Anyway, I felt it was only fair to give him a hall pass, and he slept with one of his colleagues. Incidentally, that same lady and her husband became part of our swingers club later. The nicest people. We still have lunch every now and then, but no hanky-panky, of course. <laughs> Close your mouth, Jessica's hanging wide open. It's really not that bad. Everyone was doing it at the time. Well, say something, honey. I don't quite know what to say. I feel like I need a bath. I feel so much better after telling you that. I'm so glad you came here to decompress. <laughs> That's what you're calling it? The most important thing to remember is that marriage isn't a gentleman's sport. It's the octagon. With that last statement, Jessica got up from the table, walked right past everyone in the living room, stopping to kiss Billy goodnight because he was pure, and went straight upstairs to sleep, since there were no adults worthy of pleasantries in the house at the moment. She left it at that. Tune in in two weeks to see what kind of psychological drama can be heaved upon poor Jessica next. Billy 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 won't you tell your papa to leave Lydia alone?